August the 22nd at 2.45 p.m. I tweeted out the following. What if instead of Jason Sudeikis, there was a guy named Jason Suckdickis? You know, I've often wondered that. What if, you know? Like, what would the implications be? True. Like... Is it is he sucking his own dick, or is it that he's sucking other dicks? Or is it just a family name? Or is it a family name, and how did they get that? Were they sucking dicks, historically speaking? Or were they all named Richard? Who knows? Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, explaining to Austin, uh, hey. I am one of your hosts, uh, the Deep State's number one target. Our number one trans woman target, uh, Peyton, and here with me as always. Oh, that's me. I'm Austin. I'm a resident himbo at large. Very true. Uh, uh, welcome to this week's episode. And let's first off the bat. Uh, I wanna I wanna make the 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 announcement big announcement for next month's uh special event themed episodes of of next month as as many of you are probably aware there's a very special uh 20th anniversary occurring next month uh i don't even need to say what it is because you already know it's a big event uh many people know uh, that happened 20 years ago 2001 uh and because of that and that event uh, obviously it's a lot of uh a lot of people a lot of people supposing theories about it over the years and 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 with that in mind i decided to uh to inaugurate september at least this september for explaining to Austin as conspiracy month, and this is where you put in like uh, like uh, synthwave background music to make it like conspiracy month, month, month. Uh, and then it's like uh, yeah, it, so make it all cool. But yes, next yeah. month it is conspiracy month. We will have all conspiracy theory themed episodes. That means we're going to be talking. Some of the episodes are going to be about. Uh, movies that that relate to uh, conspiracy theories and conspiracies, both fictional and real. Uh, I want to do an episode kind of just generally talking about conspiracy theories uh, here with Austin. Uh, maybe even some more surprises of... Uh, I might even see if I can get in a, a video game on the topic of conspiracies. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun, interesting... Uh, things coming up for next month's episode so stay tuned if you want to if you want to get to the bottom of the real truth and know what the the doctors don't want you to know you know i've been saying that uh, the doctors need to wash their back for a while because eventually we're going to find out all the secrets they don't want us to know and i don't think they'll like that our first episode for next month's conspiracy months is going to be on uh, why you should not be getting the vaccine and mm. instead be taking the horse uh, deworming paste. What's it like, Livotrimin or some bullshit? I, I, it's one of those long names with V's and E's in it. 
Did you uh, see what the FDA actually posted on Instagram? To not take it, probably, because it's, it, horse, it's horse paste for the worms. The FDA posted a picture of a horse, and they said, you are not a horse. Stop it with the ivermectin. It's not okay. authorized for treating COVID. Well, I mean, I'm they like, don't That's know. a pretty phenomenal... What if, what if a horse has an Instagram account? <laughs> it's like that PSA that used to play on the, the station I was a DJ at that was like talking about needing to get a fishing license and it would be like just answer these quick questions are you a bear do you have a beak instagram needs one of those to determine if there's any horses on. they gotta weed out all the animal accounts furries included you're not safe i'm gonna start selling my own covid cure to the to the gullible and it's literally just gonna be uh my piss in a fancy vial and can i can i include my piss in it too so we yeah. can up our profits it's it's gonna be called bennett the bennett and brock's miracle elixir shares <laughs> all ailments including covid uh syphilis dysentery it's gotta say something on the bottle like now with 50 percent less cadmium yeah consumption uh it cures it's the, just curing old diseases the vapors <laughs> just the vapors the vapors yeah uh you know i like how when old timey people said they died of consumption mm-hmm. like they never spec i obviously it's implied they mean alcohol but it's they de- they don't they didn't ever specify so i mean we don't know what they were consuming it could have been something else wait are you doing a bit because consumption is tuberculosis oh really i thought consumption meant alcohol like oh they died of alcoholism from liver failure no no if someone died of consumption they died of tb why the fuck did they call it why didn't they just say that then i don't know i'm gonna look it up what Um, what did they consume they consumed too much tuberculosis well people with tuberculosis would like wither away Uh uh-huh and so, like, it look. I, I want to guess... Di- the tuberculosis consumed them. They yeah, weren't no, consuming like, the joking. tuberculosis. I think that might consumed. be... That's Like, where dumb. it came from? I... That's such an old-timey bullshit. Like, literally just say they died of tuberculosis. It's like, oh, the spirit of the disease stole away their soul. And it's like, no one knows what the fuck you're rambling about, Grandma. Just, me, Ma. Just say they died of tuberculosis. We know it's a big word, but we we believe in you that you can say it. <laughs> Sound it out, letter by letter. Why was tuberculosis called consumption? Yeah, see, I thought it was like, yeah, consumption of uh, alcohol. And then, you you know, rather than specifying, oh, he died of liver failure, you just say, oh, he died of consumption. The alcohol being what was consumed. Right, which that would make a lot of sense. Okay. Too much Here's, sense for uh, old time. Originally, uh trying to read okay it wasn't until 1882 or no 1905 tuberculosis began being exclusively used to refer to the disease formerly popularly known as consumption um the much older name originally came from the ancient greeks who called the disease something meaning consumption which was phthisis Specifically referring to pulmonary tuberculosis, with the earliest references being 460 BC. Wow. 
So why was it? It's because the disease seemed to consume the individual with their weight dropping rapidly as the disease progressed. So they were literally just calling it that because Greek people and, you know... The 400 BC. 400 BC were like, the gods have consumed this man's very essence. You know, I've actually seen where, um, apparently, like, vampire panics and shit were related to tuberculosis because, um, they thought that, like, if there was a vampire in the town, um, who was buried that... Like, like oh, people were withering away, right? Yeah, because they thought the vampire was like stealing their life essence and like trying right. to come back to life. They were getting so drained. That's why, that's where the wooden stake came from, to kill uh-huh. vampires, or whatever. Because they would like open up, they would like like what's the word for digging up the body? Um, exhume would, the yeah, corpse. They would, yeah, they exhume the corpse of whoever they suspected was a vampire and drive and, the like, stake and drive a stake into it, so that way the vampire they... couldn't come out of the ground. Or, or just to cover all their bases, they could just do it to everybody in the cemetery, just yeah, to might be as well sure. Just do it, you know, make sure, and then you know, through process of elimination, learn that there's no vampires because right. people are still getting tuberculosis. Right. Yeah, I wonder the first guy to put that together. It's like, ah, oh, shit, we dug up all those bodies for nothing. We've been wasting a lot of man hours on this. Yeah. <laughs> like I've gone through three shovels trying to find a vampire. Um. Anyway, uh, what were we talking? Oh, I talked about how. So next month is conspiracy month. So, look forward to that. But on that, in in related to that, I've been doing. You know, I've been reading some stuff and kind of preparing um, for some of those episodes. And uh, that combined with also just being busy in other regards, I don't. First time in explaining to Austin history, I do not have an actual topic today, be it, be it movie or art or media piece or historical cultural thing. I, there's nothing that I have that I have, he, am here to explain to Austin today, you know, specifically. So we're just gonna we're just today we're gonna take it easy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just chill out. Um, Max, relax. Relax, all cool. Uh, and so we're just gonna have a nice time and and riff. Um, and sorry, and but you know next month is gonna be chock full of chock full of uh, informative and topic driven episodes. So we we thought you might. It's all right if we if we take today a little bit easier and 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 just have a nice friend conversation between one another and and let you listen along so it's uh two people exploit their friendship for a podcast right well that's like that's about 50 to 75 percent of all podcasts uh i mean this one is normally that but it's just a little more there's a little more slightly of a, more structured and we're both not straight men right and we have the pretense of uh pretense of of it being about me explaining things to austin but at the core it's kind of, of it, a ruse yeah it's more of that's more of just a an excuse to just bullshit but uh today we're dropping all artifice and all facades and we're just going full-on uh mask off baby riff time uh yep so that's this is that uh austin Welcome to hey. the welcome to the riff zone, and this is where they play. Uh, this is where I'll get the uh, that our our editor. I'll get them when I say 
Welcome to the Riff Zone. And then it'll be like a, it'll be like a, uh, a like a guitar riff or like a like a something you'd hear on the radio, where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. welcome to it's one hundred two point zero the riff zone. WCKC the cock. <laughs> That's good. I like that name. WCKC. We're uh, we're gonna be riff maxing, as the incels would say today. Yeah, riff maxing. Or are we pod maxing? Pod pod maxing. We're we're pod cells, and we're riff maxing. <laughs> yeah, pod cell is the pod nomenclature. Cell. It's pod cells. Anyone who just starts a podcast with their friend. And and most people don't realize that uh, the 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 preferred term, if you're not in the community, is is um, is uh, audio entertainer uh only only podcasters are allowed to say podcast uh uh with the soft <laughs> r with the a at the end but that's only in reference to other podcasts yeah you're not allowed to say that unless you have you a would podcast never refer to us like that you'd have to say audio entertain audio entertainers right i like how podcasting is just the modern day equivalent of uh of old starting a band or well no i was gonna say like radio shows um, oh yeah no i was i was thinking like starting a podcast today is like in the 90s when someone would be like oh we should start a band that's true as well but you you do both i do both i didn't start the band though well yeah but you were you i mean you kind I of was one of the original members you were kind of part of starting it i mean yeah yeah you, they existed a little bit before me right and then i joined right and uh then we got a new basis too and um right it's good good uh <laughs> well i was gonna say that podcasting is like old-timey radio down to you know especially popular podcasts down to there being like really uh intrusive ads that are part of the show because mm-hmm. like in old-timey radio shows it'd be like it's the jefferson's cornmeal comedy hour on the radio and nowadays it's like it's you know it's uh it's uh boinky boinky honk honk the the comedy feminist hour and sponsored sponsored by squarespace uh <laughs> it's they're always sponsored by companies that like take one word that could describe their product and take all the vowels out of it what do you mean like like you take like I feel like it's such a it's such a millennial and like Gen Z uh, company trend to like you come up with your product and then or like your app or whatever the fuck and you you take if you're looking for a name for your company you take like a basic thing that your product does like one word like that could describe the product or like what it's for whatever and you remove most of the vowels and you pronounce the word the same oh I and see that's what you the mean. name of the company now right well there's that like there's that one. Isn't there like um, they do like sheets or something? It's Brooklyn or Brooklinen, and they do like sheets, but it's yeah, like B R K L Y N or something. Yeah, and that's always like I swear that's always what it is. It's that's always, fair. Like, I get you what take you're vowels saying. out of it, or at least like a couple vowels. Well, and then you just say it's pronounced the same. It's, it's kind like, of that's yeah, minimalist. It's kind of the same as. Um, in the 90s when they would spell like extreme but oh, it's with just anything like anything with a z or a k too yeah that that or like extreme but it's there's no ex it's just yeah. x stream it's it is weird how like there's like naming trends 
That's true. Like names go out of fashion for companies or like styles of names. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Um, have you have you ever have you ever been hooked or bought any of these uh, these companies that shill on podcasts? Um, my underwear drawer is almost entirely me undies. Okay, so that's not, a product I'll stand by. That's a not well, it's a not spawn, but uh, but Austin stands by it. I I can. I, I, I can proudly say, I, as far as I know, I have not done any sort of uh, product. I, you know what my favorite ones that you sometimes hear advertised are? Hmm. They, they, I mean, there may be some sort of, like, real aspect to them. Anything that deals with, like, health, though, like these powders that you're supposed to put into drinks – stuff where it's like oh it makes water more hydrating like what what how does it make it makes water wetter (laughs) like that kind of shit or like the protein powder that supposedly like or like uh what's the one i've heard recently um that's like uh for for helping like hair it's like not calcium but um oh collagen collagen yeah there's like collagen ones that i've heard recently where i'm like I mean, like, I know collagen's something you can get at the pharmacy, but, like, I mean, like, it's not something everyone needs, I don't think, right? So, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but, like, I – so I was curious after an episode of a podcast we both enjoy was advertising for a collagen supplement company where they talk about, like, oh, yeah, it's a powder. You just, like, dump it in your coffee or, like, in a milkshake, whatever. Just, like, whatever you're drinking, like, just add this to it and you get more collagen. And it's, like – oh, you'll look younger and your hair will be stronger. And, like, it's naming all these things that sound like really good things. And from what I can tell, like, from what I read, yeah, collagen does do all those things. But, like, whether or not it's necessary. It's probably like, just it's not wh- necessary. It's mostly, it's mostly like, aesthetic. Right. Well, and, and I bet it's probably, like, 100% cheaper to just buy it like the 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 you know over the counter generic brand from a, yeah, yeah. from from freaking Walgreens or CVS than it is to mail order whatever fancy brand Yeah, and I got to wonder if they like use a higher quality collagen or some bullshit or, or if that's Maybe. what they argue, or if there's any research to back up that, that matters. Yeah, it's it probably I mean it's probably does you know, collagen is collagen, I would think. But I, I would think, but again, I'm not a doctor of pharmacists. Well, I am. I'm a doctor of metaphysics, so. Uh, metaphysics, huh? Is that what they teach at the Scientology? No, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's um, Thetan cleansing. That's right. Uh, metaphysics. I, I, I'm I'm certified to uh, to administer medical and philosophical advice on all matters involving um, uh, the 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 realm between the body and the soul sure sure uh so it really covers a large spectrum so it sounds like that's a pretty complicated degree to get right it was yeah uh, you, what, what school was it or uh the internet okay yep. well okay then um, um i yeah th- collagen th- was that it i that thought it. like you had more to say <laughs> no um all right <laughs> i'm good I had something a second ago. What was it? Oh yeah, did you see? I, I well, a second ago I was thinking of like start. I was like, I want to start one of these brands of selling a, a, a product, but within that made me think of like uh, this TikTok. I it was like a TikTok. I think I saw it on Twitter though. Have you seen this one where it's like a guy and he's like, uh, I wanted to lose weight, so I started working out with my son. 
um, just doing some light exercise to, to just lose a little bit of weight. And he was like, and then he's like, I dropped, but then I was like, the first week I dropped 10 pounds and the next week I dropped 10 pounds. And like, I eventually had lost like 50 pounds or something. And then at the end of the TikTok, he's like, uh, turns out my wife was putting arsenic in my coffee the whole time. Oh my God. It's like the biggest twist. It's like, whoa. Oh so I'm going to start selling that as like a, a thing or it's like, you know, this is a, a Nutra, Nutra powder, and it helps you lose weight. Uh, and, and it's just art. It's just straight arsenic, dude. Um, I don't think anyone's that was a thing that was a that was like a Victorian. No, I was about to say like no one's trend. no one's killed uh, no one's killed someone with arsenic since like 1920. Well, yeah, but like in the Victorian era, like era like like noble women or like just high society women would like literally take small doses of arsenic to look paler. Really, I didn't yeah, know because that. like being like fair skinned yeah, and right. like and plump was like the trend because it showed that you didn't have to work. Sure, sure. And so they would like look paler by taking arsenic. Yeah, <laughs> which is just killing them. Well, like... it's an urban legend, so I don't know if it's based on any actual case of it occurring. But the urban legend, have you ever heard where it's like, um, oh, someone orders uh, like this weight loss, you know, nutrition powder. Um, and they're taking it and they're losing all of this weight. Um, but then it turns out that, um, that the nutrition powder they've been taking are like, um, some, some form in, of one form or another of, uh, like larva eggs. And they literally just have like maggots inside of them now. And like, that's like in their stomach eating up oh, the, like, uh, fucking like tapeworms and shit. Yeah. Ba- or, yeah. Tapeworms. Yeah. So basically like you're oh, filled God. with tapeworms and those are obviously eating all like those are, they're taking all the nutrients from the food you eat. So yeah, you're losing weight, but you're also literally dying because yeah, you're, man. you're <laughs> rife with tapeworms. Yeah, no, dude, I have such a fear of getting a tapeworm in my life. I don't know where this fear came from specifically, but, like, worms of any kind freak me the hell out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone would say they they would want to have a big worm in there. I mean, the fact that no, it's, no, it's, like, it's a literal... Not it, it's not that, like, I think anyone is, like, okay with it. It's, I think, it's one of the most unsettling things I can possibly think of happening to Well, me. yeah, I mean, it's, like, an actual fucking big old worm living inside you eating eating your eating your shit yeah no i would i don't know how i would i don't know what i would do honestly like because they don't like surgically remove it they like feed you shit oh yeah kills it and you poop it out yeah and uh if i had to see that oh yeah um i think that would be it i think that'd be my last straw right no i don't think i'd ever be the same i that's fair I, it's yeah it's not like fucking th- you, that bullshit i you know i was so pissed off as a kid when i learned that ringworm is just like a fungus like you're telling me that shit ain't a real worm why the hell is it called <laughs> ringworm like i know oh it looks like a ring a, a worm you like i guess if you like squint <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah. This reminds me of the uh, the time was it in in middle school I believe that we had to pick I was in a grade below her but it was the same class 
you know, just a year apart, where we had to pick, uh, yeah, where we had to pick a a medical topic to do a presentation on, and you picked one that you sounded was, you thought sounded really cool. Oh, man, yeah. Would you like to tell the audience what that was? (laughs) So we were, was it seventh grade, maybe? Something like that. Taking health class in middle school, and we, we get this assignment where where our health teacher uh, throws up on the board a fucking list of um, a bunch of diseases right. or ailments, and you can pick one to do like a report on right. that you're going to have to present to the class. And my seventh grade self was like, damn, toxic shock syndrome sounds fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I and mean, it, it does. Took about, it took about five minutes of research to learn what that was. And then having to give that presentation like straight face to a class of my peers. I mean, you were locked in, I was baby. Embarrassed. I mean, not that it's like anything to be ashamed of. No, I was obviously, thinking, but like as a seventh grader, being like having to talk about tampons to your friends. Right. Is like... Well, I was thinking that if it had just been a couple years later, like uh, or even like now. Or, like, in high school, when we were in high school, or if now in middle school, you'd be hailed as, like, wow, he's such a feminist icon for doing his report on toxic shock yeah, syndrome. Yeah, it was so unintentional. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, oh, I mean, Christ. in your defense, it does sound much cooler than it is. It sounds like a, something a Spider-Man villain causes you Absolutely. to have. Absolutely. Like, like, they shoot you with slime, and then you get toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, or like they're the toxic shocker. Yeah, that's their name. That their their name is toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, like ah fuck, TSS is coming back. Like <laughs> that's so. Like it sounds like it'd be a terrifying thing, and it is terrifying, but for different reasons. Yeah, I I I remember I did my presentation on um, was I did, I think it was on. This might have been not – I, I might be getting it confused because at some point I had to do a presentation on Huntington's disease, and I don't remember if it was there or in high school, like ninth grade. But I did a presentation at some point on Huntington's disease, which is like – the it's like literally like uh, – it's like uh, Alzheimer's combined with Parkinson's. It's like – it's oh, just yeah, – it's just like, like two already like awful, you know – uh, genetic diseases like combined to one ev- that's even worse than both. So that, yeah, <laughs> a real li- light happy subject. What you what you what do you type in there? I'm Furiously find. I'm thinking about. Um, I heard something in an, uh, in another podcast recently. We were talking about like old school elixirs and arsenic and stuff, and like. Stuff You Should Know, or someone did an episode about poison control or some disease or something, and um, is basically, like, when the FDA was, like, first starting to get its legs and, like, could actually do things in America. Uh-huh. Um, and they had to, like... I don't even fucking remember. I'm losing my mind trying to remember what the episode was, but it's okay. But, like, basically... Oh, did I lose your connection? No, sorry, I just muted my mic because I was taking a drink of ice. Oh, smart. Okay, I couldn't tell. It's alright. Um, but it was, uh, it's like, basically having to go to these companies and being like, hey, you can't be, like, selling this as medicine because this is poison. And I don't remember what it was, but it was so absurd. I was just trying to figure out if I could, like, jog my memory because it, it blew my mind. They were like, yeah, this contains, like, so much of this. This is probably killing people doing the exact opposite of what you're intending it for 
because they would just like like medicine companies would literally just like cut it with crazy harmful chemicals right that were cheap because they were trying to turn a profit and then it would you know market it as some miracle elixir sure i mean yeah like uh the, the pharmaceutical company has or uh, industry has been fucking people over since it's literally a little in, inception in the back of a, in the back of uh, of of the wagons of of hucksters yeah. traveling hucksters mind, like shit like when when you get like libertarians talking about how like government intervention is a bad thing because the free market will always sort it out or whatever it's like how can you say that about the FDA? Like, yeah, I like, mean, I'm like, I'm not saying the FDA is a perfect organization, but like, they do a lot of good, and like, right, th- their goal is ultimately pure. Sure, you know, like at the end, you boil down the goal of the Food and Drug Administration, and it's to make sure we're not fucking like being sold shit that will actively kill us. Right, and they're not always great at it because it's still politics and like, but agendas uh, but overall, too, but, like, I'd say it's one of the better. I'd say they've done more harm. Departments. Done more good than harm. Yeah, you know? probably. I mean, yeah, it's like libertarians. Like, are they familiar with the the historical period of the Wild West? I mean, like, yeah, it's like go to a restaurant without DHEC. You know, like, yeah, try to roll up. See, like, take away health inspections and see how many restaurants you're comfortable eating at. Because as someone that works in the food industry, corners would get cut. Oh, like, I mean, like most owners of like. You know, most people who are like you know profit-driven owners would would yeah. love to cut costs in any way they can. I mean, most restaurants already like get away with a lot. I'd assume. I mean, oh, like yeah, no, I mean, there's like shit that I've seen that like, I mean, it's like a, a jokey stereotype, but it's true that like if a health inspector shows up, every line cook there immediately does like two months worth of cleaning in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, someone tries to stall the health inspector at the door, and then. Like, all the cooks are like, oh shit, and they, like, do everything right really quick and, like, make sure everything's exactly how DHEC requires. And so it's not that – it's not that restaurants are, like, typically dirty. It's just, you know, in that instance, it's, like, DHEC has, like, really specific rules for certain things. Right. But, like, it's the... if you took away the threat of health inspections, like, it would only be the, um, the like, really enthusiastic chef owners that would give a fuck. Right. That would keep giving a fuck, I mean. The, it's like the episode, it's the Charlie Work episode of uh, Always Sunny. (laughs) That episode feels so close to home sometimes. Right. But what's kind of scary is, um, uh, it's not scary, but like kind of scary, is during the pandemic, uh, when restaurants opened back up, DHEC wasn't sending physical health inspectors. They would schedule a FaceTime health inspection. Oh, that's great. And so... I, I was a part of like three of them in the last year and a half or whatever. And um, they would just like have whoever they were talking to, like go to your main cooler and like show the thermometer in the cooler to show that it's like holding the right temperature. And then like, okay, now go pick a prepared food item and like take the temperature of the middle of it. So that way I can see that it's keeping it cold and that it's been stored properly. And then like go to your uh, dish pit and like fill up your sanitizer and let me see your temperature reading on the water and your concentration level on the sanitizer and it's like okay but that's it like that's all it was basically and then they right. would like ask questions about covid precautions they would like what are your covid precautions and we'd be like oh well staff is wearing masks and we're disinfecting food contact surfaces and we're wearing single-use gloves at all times right and they'd be like oh sounds good enough for me yeah <laughs> it's like and we were but we could have lied you know yeah Definitely. Um, 
this is reminding me you are you're familiar with the the pixar film ratatouille i assume very much so uh so the end of that movie the main restaurant of the movie gets shut Who's down famous? because of the rats helping cook in the kitchen in the finale right. and then it is shown that uh now the the rats along with uh, the main luigi guy and or linguini i mean and uh linguini. and alfredo linguini and yeah and yeah, and the uh and and the and the food critic who is mean but's now nice them along with uh, remy the rat and his rat and his friends whole family. they've opened their own restaurant but like how does that work like why aren't they shut down like it's like the, the d-hack's like oh yeah that's the rat restaurant <laughs> like uh what like why <laughs> how is the how, are it they seems like they're trying to keep it a secret like they open a new restaurant oh it's like a secret rat restaurant yeah the restaurant is known and they have human staff but, but is the it... rats are actually doing the work, so if the health inspector shows up. But, like, something really damning to me about that is they had a little catwalk that would go from the counter to the window of the kitchen door. Right. So that way Remy could, like, look out. And it's like, what the hell is that for if and, the health inspector and shows unless up? I misrem- How do you explain that? Unless I'm misremembering, there's, there's like, a rat with a chef hat on the on the sign of the restaurant. Like, you know, yeah, maybe on... maybe you could play that off as a joke. Well, you know? wouldn't that health inspector be like, wait a second, the, is this being run by the those that horde of rats that tied me up and threw me in a freezer that one time? Yeah, like he sees fucking Alfredo and he's like, wait, aren't you the fucking You're... rat chef of Gusto's? Like, what are you doing? That sounds like a serial killer, like the, the rat, rat chef ch- of Gusto's. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite true crime yeah that's yeah favorite true crime character i fucking like you know so if a chef opens a restaurant and gets shut down for health code nothing's really stopping them from opening another restaurant and trying Uh again so there's no market there's no like license right right no no no. it's like because that's just a chef you know like as far as i know there's not like a permanent record it's more with the business than with the chef Uh uh-huh so like new business new start baby yeah, as long as you pass your initial health inspection, you know, I don't think they care. Huh. Well, just you know, I guess look out for uh, look out for those look out for rats. I guess. You know what's funny is besides the rats, Ratatouille portrays a kitchen more accurately than almost any movie I've ever seen. I mean, it seems fairly like accurate. yeah, the, the French kitchen. I mean, the they way, have like, all the of the different like, yeah, and they have all the different positions and everything. Yep, they got the positions. Everyone like their mentality like the scene where the like sous chef is giving alfredo like all the advice she's like keep your station clean um always you know always keep your arms close to your side so that way your sleeves stay clean but your apron can get dirty you know like she's giving him all this advice and i'm like all of that is really solid advice like they clearly consulted someone for this right yeah. Besides the rat shit, well, there's like, you take the rats out of it. Very accurate movie. Well, and and they never show anyone doing drugs. Yeah, no one's doing coke in the walk. I mean, it's a it's a Pixar movie though, so so what do you want? But besides that, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a completely segue. Did you see? the in the last couple of days it was a couple of days ago you see where that uh that like um conservative like radio host from nashville 
who was who was like anti-COVID, died from Phil COVID. Phil Valentine or whatever. Yeah, Phil Valentine. Yeah. Uh, had, had you looked at his, um, his, his Twitter? No, but he was tweeting about it being a hoax, like, up until, like, oh, the li- day he was admitted, so, right? So his last, like, interaction was on the 16th. I believe, like, the, around mid-July, like, this is on the 16th is this last thing. Um, I think that's around when he got went into the hospital and got put on like a ventilator and stuff. But, uh, his last interaction on Twitter was a retweet or on his feed was a retweet, um, from someone else where it says, uh, even though Phil is battling COVID. So this, this must, so, okay, let me say that his second to last, his last actual tweet, which was on the 15th, um, is a like link to a, a daily caller, which is, um, that's, is that the Ben Shapiro one? Uh, I think so. I think that's the Ben Shapiro website, news website. Um, it's a thing about Johnson & Johnson, like, uh, sunscreen, having to, like, recall some sunscreen. And he tweeted that out with, ah, but I'm sure their vaccine is perfectly safe. Don't worry about it. And that was on the 15th. And then, <laughs> and then on the 16th, someone else who he retweets is saying, even though Phil is battling COVID, so either he was already battling it and decided to tweet that thing about the vaccines out still, or he literally, like, the next day was in the battling COVID. But oh, he says, God. the retweet is, even though Phil is battling COVID, COVID, you're safe not to wear a mask to enjoy dancing in Duboof today on the Phil Valentine show. I don't know what the fuck dancing in Duboof is, but but it obviously apparently they say you don't have to wear a mask. So you know he's still retweeting anti-mask stuff while he's being treated for COVID. While um, he's dying, right? And uh, and literally you know less than a month before when he is battling covid quote unquote and you know about a month month from when he dies from uh or month and a half from when he dies from covid um he he literally released um like a parody song uh of the beatles uh tax man but called vax man oh clever I haven't listened to it, but uh, I'm sure it's very clever and witty. Yeah, I'd like not to. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just I'm gonna put it in in some point in the episode for a transition. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah till he was resolute till the end, uh, and now he's dead. And I love all literally two thousand uh, comments on his on his final tweet about the Johnson and Johnson thing uh, of just people saying like, "Haha, you're dead," which is great. <laughs> One of my favorite creators on TikTok or any social media is this dude who's, like, he's just punk as fuck, and he kind of, like, educates about punk culture in the past and that kind of thing, but, like, just knows a lot about the scene and is very leftist, right. as you kind of have to be if you're an actual punk. Um, and he does this thing where any time a conservative dies, uh, he green screens himself in front of the, the headline of it, while the song Super Rad by the Aquabats plays, and he, like, two steps to it. That's very... Well, because, like, so many... I mean, like, ju- like I don't even know how many, like, like specifically of these radio guys, because there's at least been a couple, but, like, overall, like, so many of these, like, conservative pundits who are, like, older... Like, I mean, obviously the big one early on was, uh, was Herman Cain, whose, like, Twitter account is being run by, like, some person from like his family or like uh, his employee former employee like still tweeting like anti-covid stuff even though he literally died in 2020 yeah. in like april from covid that's mind-blowing how stubborn the fuckers are like um you know what's funny is a uh, a local 
uh, local to us, uh, Tea Party leader, died from COVID like a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know there were any Tea Party people. I, I assume they all just like transitioned to 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 MAGA, to being right? Or yeah, yeah, or just to being like MAGA, you know, people. I didn't know that they were still like calling themselves Tea Party, uh, but that's yeah, that's um, funny. Let me look this up. Because uh, uh, he, I can't remember what his name was. Um, it's probably something like uh, like. Um, Bob Brangle. It's Presley Stutz. <laughs> that's the that's just as bad as Bob Br- Presley Stutz. They have S T U T T S. One letter away from being sluts. It's Chesley Stutz. It's like they're always like these like guttural sounding like like they just they're names that sound vulgar even though they're not. They just sound like like names. They're just names like you, where where literally like you're like foaming at the mouth uh, and and go- yeah, gargling like, and groaning to say presley thoughts yeah he also fucking um his head looks like a thumb yeah balding he's one like, of the thumb people yeah and his like he's got the hair on the back of the head and the sides you know is he do, is his um, does he have a profile picture that's the sunglasses and a truck you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah i know what you're talking about this guy was 64 um a Tea Party Republican who recently helped turn over the party leadership in South Carolina's largest county has died from complications of COVID-19. Uh, over the summer, he led a group loyal to former President Donald Trump to force the resignation of several Greenville County Republican Party leaders after a failed bid to defeat state party chairman Drew McKissick. Huh. He said he was following Trump's wishes to kick anyone who didn't fully support the president, the former president out of the Republican Party. And he was hospitalized in late July. Yeah. Well, uh, so long. Strut, strut. Oh, apparently in early August, he posted on Facebook that COVID-19 was a serious and deadly man-made disease. Oh, boy. He said everyone should take it seriously, but was against mask mandates and felt people should not be pressured to get the vaccine. Yep. Mandates and coercions do not work, especially when they come to us from a government that has repeatedly lied to the American people. I mean, nothing works for for the people who haven't gotten it at this point, like out of like, you know, willful not getting it. Yeah. Uh, the, at this point, there's nothing short of like literally like forcing them by law to get. I mean, did you see the clip from the other day of Trump saying like, "I got the vaccine. It was great. I'd recommend it." And then like the audience boos him at like a rally, and he's like, "That's all right. You have your freedoms. You have, you're allowed to make your choices." But I would get the vaccine. I like the vaccine. Uh, and even even him saying like, "Oh, I got the vaccine and it was good." Like. They booed him, and he's their guy. He's their favorite boy. He's their god king. So, like, even if their favorite baby boy isn't going to convince them, I don't think anyone could at this point. Yeah, honestly. Like, it's it's so... Like, yeah, if you have, like, a severe autoimmune disease that the vaccine would have bad effects on you, sure, don't get it. I can't blame you there. You know, whatever. But, like, there's almost no other excuse.
other news pivoting on U.S. stupidity. Are you are you familiar? There was just a story that came out like today about this, but it's been an ongoing thing that I can't remember if we talked about on the show or if I was talking to someone else. But and I might actually end up talking about it more for our conspiracy month on one of the episodes. I'm not sure. But are you familiar with the this so, the so-called Havana syndrome? Oh, yes, I know it's I know all the, about it. The 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 mysterious uh, shared technology apparently between all of America's enemies, the the of shooting invisible rays that that make our uh, CIA agents and and diplomats uh, uh, f- feel bad. It, it it's some it's like a magic ray gun that uh it's that, allegedly like high pitched sound waves that fuck with your brain and cause you to be sick like that well, was not not even sick though it's like like de- a bit of depression and like a stomach ache uh yeah, um, and and yeah they're like oh it's they like most likely mass hysteria oh absolutely like if this if this technology exists and like so like if this so the, the supposed theory is that like Cuba, Iran, Russia and China have somehow over the last years in complete secrecy with no leaks whatsoever collaborated on a magic ray gun technology that where they can beam this uh weapon on US diplomats, you know, through walls obviously like into their hotel rooms or whatever or embassies uh to to give them mild like, you know, symptoms of like uh of like not even a cold or a you know anything it's like uh it's like how i feel sometimes you know on a on an afternoon when my when i'm feeling a bit depressed and i and i ate too much at lunch (laughs) like yeah yeah no uh stuff you should know did like a whole thing on it a whole episode on it too um yeah symptoms hearing strange grating noises headache hearing loss memory loss and nausea I bring it up though because currently I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, Kamala Harris, uh, our our, fav- our our number our top cop, number one cop, favorite lady. Uh, pig. She is uh, she's currently doing like diplomat stuff, visiting countries in Asia, specifically like South Asia. Um, and they released a statement today saying um, earlier, or I believe I guess it was last night because it was it says a 24th, so. Oh, actually, they're ahead of us in time, so that makes sense. So they're now they they this released this a couple hours ago here, so it was like the morning for us, but obviously there was the evening. So it said earlier this evening, the vice president's traveling delegation was delayed from departing Singapore because the vice president's office was made aware of a report of a recent possible um, anomalous health incident in Hanoi, Vietnam. After careful assessment, the decision was made to continue with the president's trip. Vice president's trip. The delegation will leave Singapore tonight and arrive in Hanoi, Vietnam. So so they're saying that um, this person who, the, the top tweet is saying um, the that they were delayed departing Singapore because they were made aware of a report of this incident in Hanoi. Um, and anomalous health incident is what the USG uh, calls Havana syndrome. Um, and also they're calling it uh, unexplained health incident. Um <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, there, people are online already starting to say, oh, this is, uh, they, they're, they were trying to beam like, but it doesn't even make sense because they're saying they were, they stopped from going to Hanoi immediately from Singapore because like 
there might be this thing. Like, why would they be shooting the Magic Havana Ray Gun Syndrome gun before they get there? Like, that that would be giving away their fucking plot. Like, they would be waiting. So, like, it doesn't make sense on, like, a strategic level. But also, like, obviously, none of this makes sense on, like, a practical level because it doesn't exist. It's, it's, It's a bunch of... CIA spooks and State Department ghouls uh, uh, making up shit to to make to have people feel bad for them uh, as they're as they're traipsing around the world uh, trying to topple governments. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 I can't wait. Like, so at this point, either the U.S. government and and you know, military and whatever, state departments and agencies, they're either going to straight up lie and, like, release a report saying that this, confirming that it is real some point in the few years or in the future, or, two, they're going to just, like, let it fade and never address it at some point when they realize that it's complete bullshit or accept that it... Because they're never going to admit that they that this was absolute bullshit that was made up. So either they're going to flat out lie and say that it's real and say they have proof, or they're just going to like hope no one remembers after a while when they stop talking about it, when they come to the conclusion that like, oh wait, we have nothing. It's this is completely bullshit. Yeah. What's so? I remember when I was listening to the uh, the stuff you should know about it. I might be getting something wrong, but I'm gonna try not to. There was one ambassador, whatever whatever it's a fucking agent i don't know what you call him who worked for the embassy in cuba and he was at a hotel like across the street from the embassy and he's like the first case and he reports hearing like a loud grinding sound at like two in the morning and started to like feel nauseous because of the sound and couldn't go back to sleep because the sound it was this it was like so localized that it was exactly where his head was on the bed like and so uh-huh. he, like, moved and, like, changed positions on the bed and, like, couldn't hear it anymore. And, like, that's allegedly, like, something happened there or whatever. Then he felt bad. And then, but then, like, it, it's, like, even if that was, like, some kind of microwave or, like, whatever attack, it wouldn't make sense that any of the other ones were, too, because his hotel room... If he could only hear it when he was, like, in that one position, if it was that localized, then it wouldn't have affected other people in the embassy like it claims to. Or, like, maybe it was, like, I don't know, there's tons of reasons why you might hear a weird sound in your hotel room. Right, but it was, like, the thing about it was that it seemed to be only in one, in that one spot. Like, if he moved his head away from it, he couldn't hear it. I, I don't know, Which, maybe... So there was, like, theories about it being, like, microwave radiation that was, like, fucking up or something. Maybe not malicious, but, like there maybe but like maybe it's just like the only one that made any kind of sense because all the other ones reported feeling and hearing it in the embassy when there were no corroborating stories for that maybe it was just like i don't know vibrations from a or sound waves from a you know i don't know equipment or air conditioning that happened for i mean shit is weird with like waves and sound waves specifically where stuff like that happens all the i mean like every paranormal thing along those lines ends up being that oh uh yeah this thing that we thought moved on its own is because this this area is at a slight deep you know uh incline or decline that uh that's just uh, not really visible by the naked eye because it's like a visual uh trick 
by like, like nature. The, the thing to me that really pulls any credibility from Havana Syndrome being anything legit is the fact that the CIA actively blocked Cuban officials from doing an investigation. Right. Well, they wouldn't like, want Cuba to do it. They would want to do it themselves. Right. And so they tried and they didn't find anything. And Cuba was like literally like chomping at the bit being like, yo, let us help. Like, this is crazy. We want to help. Like, let us investigate. And the CIA was like, no, 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 you can't. And they're I'm, like, why? Like, this is our place, man. Like, this, we, we're from here. Let us investigate. Cuba was like, yo, damn, this sounds tight. If, if this exists, we want to find it. We yeah, want right? to use this against you if it's real. Let us check this out. Yeah, right. And so the fact that the CIA was, like, blocking them from doing an investigation feels real suspect. Like, and why, like, so they spend all this time and energy making this, like, magic, you know ray gun and what all it does is make you feel a little bit off like what i would think like they would want more than that like you you want something that's going to seriously incapacitate yeah it's uh, just going to give people a tummy ache and like right i mean not to not to you know be all like uh you know like a trad you know conservative but like is this a case of just like modern like cia agents and state department people just being like pussies as compared to like <laughs> like dudes in the old days would fucking take cyanide capsules if they were captured and get fucking shot down and like disappear from the record of having ever existed and you know and these people can can't even take you know a, a tummy ache and and, and meme with feeling the, like, depressed the... It's like the Doge meme or whatever with the big buff dog and the like. Right. It's like old CIA people toppling governments. <laughs> New CIA people uh, tummy oh, ache from. Bad sound makes my tummy hurt. Tummy ache from your Cuban vacation. God. So, yeah, so that's. It's so, like. You know, it's funny. You know that game I've showed you, uh, Control? Yeah. So, you know, the whole thing is like weird objects that cause supernatural things like in this the, government agency. The, the like, SCP. It's, yeah, it's similar to that, but I like to joke that control is like if the SCP organization was competent. Right. Because they can actually contain their shit and, like, it doesn't constantly cause people problems. Um, but there's this one, like, Easter egg, because the game takes place in modern day, and I was, like, exploring, and I found this, like, recording that you could listen to, and it's this guy um, giving a report, and he's talking, he's like... Um, He's like, damn, so tell me about this again. And you hear another voice being like, yeah, well, multiple multiple uh, agents reported hearing a grinding sound and then feeling nauseous and, like, you know, unable to, to do much because it, you know, it felt like they were going to be sick and had really bad migraines and all this. He goes, god damn, thank God this object of power showed up in the middle of an American embassy because, shit, I can't imagine what would happen if another country found this first. And right. it's like... Literally saying that the thing causing Havana Syndrome was an object of power and they were able to find it. And I just love that kind of, like, connection with reality when games do that shit. Right. No, so that, it's just a that's funny, uh... like, it's like, yeah, no, it's just some, like, fucking mythical thing that a U.S. government agency was very fortunate to find because, God forbid, another agency find an existence of one of these objects. Right. Then, no, that's, that's very, uh, yeah, no, that I'd say that's accurate. Very very american and then at the end of the recording you hear the, the first voice be like wait shit are you still recording this <laughs> right
I had this idea last night, so I want to, since we've been going for about an hour, I want to uh, use this to, to wind down the show. So it's uh, I figured we'd it'd be just be shorter today since we're we're just riffing. Sure. Sure, um, sure. I want I'm just gonna go on Wikipedia and I'm gonna hit random article, and, and we're we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the some of the some of the first couple ones that uh, that come up. All right. Oh, I love that. You do one and then I'll do one. Okay. All right. Uh, my first one is uh, Henry Lumley, Viscount Lumley, comma Viscount Lumley. Viscount. Oh, Viscount? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm assuming that's like a position? Like yes, a, a it's title? Like a, it's like a baron or a lord okay. kind of thing. Right, right. So okay. like they're a noble person. Right, well, yeah, this says Henry Lumley, Viscount Lumley, uh, 1685 to 1710 of State Stansted Park, Sussex, <laughs> Sus, Sex. That's pretty fucking sus. Yo, England literally has a place called Sussex. So if I were you and I lived there, I wouldn't be fucking because something be up. They I'm, literally. I'm gonna refer to gay sex. Forever. They're trying to tell you it's in the name, people. It's hidden in plain sight. Uh, so he's from. Also, he has his own castle, Lumley Castle, County Durham. Was a British Whig politician who sat in the House of Commons from 1708 to 1710. Wow, he sat in that house for a long time. You think he got tired of sitting? I mean, did he get up at all? It was just one chair. Uh, he was the eldest son of Richard Lumley, first Earl of Scarborough, his wife, Frances Jones, daughter of Sir Henry Jones of Ac- Aston, Oxfordshire. He was educated at Eton College in uh, 1698 and matriculated from King's College, Cambridge at Easter 1703. He became a captain in the First Dragoon Guards Ooh. in 1708. What a, what a, what a... I, what a nice, cool what a fun word dragoon is. It's a good word. It's a, we should call more, we, modern soldiers should use that term still. Uh, and he, so he was a Whig member of parliament. Uh, his career was cut short due to his death by smallpox in 1710. Uh, and you know what solves smallpox? A vaccine. Uh, Lumley died, <laughs> oh, he died unmarried. Dude fucking went to the grave bone dry. Uh, he was extreme. <laughs> he was extremely small in stature, and even referred to as a pygmy by one contemporary. Oh my God! Alexan- no. Alexander Pope, another small man, expressed regret on the death of Lumley, who he considered a hero. This uh, what sh- we 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 stand a short king who supporting other short kings. Dude, this guy is like literally the virgin like incel meme. I mean, oh literally God. died unmarried. And shortish. I mean, that's why I couldn't get married and get laid. He was too short. Women just don't want that. They want a Chad, and they don't want a short. Yeah, but he was a dragoon. They so. don't want a f- short virgin Lumley. <laughs> so that's uh, Henry Lumley, aka Viscount uh, Viscount. How did you say it? Viscount. Viscount Lumley. Uh, they shouldn't have the I S in there. I only know that because of uh, my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Oh, very good. Thank you. Good. Thank you for educating me all right you go um okay this is pretty lame as a random article but it's about the uh, 1993 tv series dudley oh wonderful i'm dudley not not familiar a, with dudley i don't think well dudley is an american sitcom 
uh, starring Dudley Moore. Oh, I was going to guess if it starred Dudley Moore. Okay. In that... his episodic TV de- uh, debut. Well, that makes sense if it starred Dudley Moore and it's called And Dudley. Joanna Cassidy. Does he play himself or is this a, like, as a, like Seinfeld or is this a Dick Van Dyke show where he's not playing himself and they just named it after him because he's famous? He's playing a character named Dudley Bristol. Okay, so the character's name is Dudley. Um, the right. series premiered on April 16th, 1993 on CBS, temporarily replacing Major Dad on Friday nights. I'm going to guess it didn't last very long considering I've never heard of it. It was canceled on May 14th, 1993 <laughs> with one episode remaining unaired. Okay, so not even Synopsis. full season. Yeah. Not even six episodes with one that didn't air. Great. Synopsis. The series focuses on the quote forced cohabitation between Dudley Bristol, a mature, divorced cabaret pianist, ah. and his 14-year-old son Fred. Oh boy. Uh, we got a cast list. We had Dudley Moore as Dudley Bristol. Head writer, Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Joanna Cassidy as Lorraine Bristol. Uh Uh-huh. Harley Cross as Fred Bristol. Max Wright as Paul. Joel Brooks as Harold Croton. Okay. And Lupe Anteveros as Marta. All right. Now, here's something that's really interesting. It's got the six episodes listed with the name of the episode, the director, the air date, and who it was written by. And, you know, all of it was directed by someone named Ellen Falcon. You know, I got, you know, no idea who that is. That's okay. Um, and the one episode that wasn't aired was written by Phil Lewis. Uh-huh. Like, from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, right. Uh, who plays... Um... M- Mr. Mosby. Right. Interesting. And he, and, he and, and Phil Lewis, uh, convicted of manslaughter for killing someone in a car accident. Is he? Yeah. I'm sure that's on his Wikipedia if you I'm click on it. I'm going to his Wikipedia Yeah, page. he killed at least, I don't know, I think it was just one person via manslaughter accident in a car. In late December 1991, Lewis was arrested after he fatally struck Isabel Durate, a resident of Bethesda, Maryland, Maryland, in a car crash. He was charged with manslaughter and driving while intoxicated. Right. His blood alcohol level at the time measured three times the legal limit for legal intox- for intoxication. The court sentenced him to five years in prison, but suspended four, citing Lewis's work after his arrest with a prison-based theater troupe that performed jails performed in jails, schools, and churches to highlight the consequences of drug abuse. Lewis was also ordered to serve two years probation after his release and to perform 350 hours of community service. You know what? It, what you know, it would have been great if that tr- theater troupe was called Be- uh, "Life Behind Bard." Like oh Shakespeare God, yeah. instead of yeah, yeah that would have been great. I like that. I like uh, that he joins the he he's included in the in the list of uh, famous figures convicted of manslaughter vehicular manslaughter, including Matthew Broderick and Caitlyn Jenner. <gasps> what I didn't know either of those. Oh yeah, they both have killed someone in a manslaughter car accident. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Uh, well, thank you for educating me on uh, Dudley. Uh, yes. It sounds completely uninteresting, and I have no interest in watching it. I got none, yeah. Um, I, I do want to mention, I, you say that article wasn't very interesting, but it actually... I, Turns when out I, it was interesting, yeah. Well, and when I... I can say because I did this, I went through Wikipedia, and I was just hitting random for like 30 minutes last night, just out of curiosity, because I was still trying to figure out if I had a topic for this episode, so I was literally just searching Wikipedia. 
Excuse me. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and so I can say categorically that article is much more interesting than the majority of articles that came up when I hit random. Literally, I'm not kidding. About one out of four, every four articles is is just the Wikipedia page for a um, like a professional soccer player. You know what? I just clicked random a couple times, and I landed on an article that is very accurate uh, or very appropriate for me. Um, it's for an uh, album called Till I Die by the Japanese ska band Potshot. All right. Well, this this is not a music so so we're not allowed to talk about ska. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm loyal to ska till I die, like the name of this album. Uh, how about this? Adobe Persuasion, formerly Adlus Persuasion, is a discontinued presentation program developed for the Macintosh platform by Aldus Corporation. Uh, after it was acquired by Adobe Systems in 94, the two companies merged, a Microsoft Windows version was released, and Adobe discontinued the program from September 1997 a key feature of persuasion which distinguished it from microsoft powerpoint at the time was the use of an outline to represent the text uh the text content of the slides which was immediately reflected on the slides and vice versa i don't know what that means necessarily i don't understand what they mean by that but apparently PowerPoint eventually provi- provided an equivalent feature. So obviously it's probably just some feature we're just completely used to in PowerPoint and, <laughs> and was novel at the time. So see, that's the kind of boring article I'm talking about. Yeah. Or what about Patricia Laurent, born 1946, a retired Spanish film actress, selected filmography, not even the full filmography, just selected, uh, Seven Pistols for a Gringo, Love and Flight, Seven Murders for Scotland Yard, and the Crimes of, uh, how do you, I don't know how you pronounce this, Patio, uh, and that's it, that's the whole Wikipedia. Oh, you got to the end of Wikipedia, huh? No, that's the end of her article on Wikipedia. So, yeah, shout out to Wikipedia for carrying this show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I mean, it, when I look up for uh, for the movie episodes, especially the Wikipedia is uh, quite helpful for background, along with IMDb, of course. So of course. yeah, I, the I, International Movie Database. The yeah, that's what it stands for. You're right, buddy. Yeah, literally most of the uh, yeah most of the people in or most of the articles on wikipedia are just random athletes who have like one sentence and that's it (laughs) this one's literally just for a train station in japan oh i just landed on one for a train station in like holland wow see listener these interesting wikipedia articles could be yours with just the click of a button uh well i'm not finding much else interesting at the moment um you i got one that's kind of funny um just because of how like uninteresting it is not uninteresting but like it's a whole article that's called um 2015 in malawi and the following following list no 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 the following lists events that happened during 2015 in the republic of malawi really Mm mm-hmm huh 
Events, January 14th, heavy rain caused 80, uh, 48 deaths, about 70,000 about 70, lose their homes. January 16th, flash floods cause at least 176 deaths. Over 110,000 people are driven from their homes. Huh. That's the end of the list. Hmm. Those are the two things that happen in Malawi, apparently. Are you familiar with... I just came up on a page for a guy who's apparently an actor and also television director, and it says he played Major Boswell in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Do you know who That's that is? I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember by name, but I do love that movie. Well, obviously not enough to know made the the essential I'm character. Not a diehard fan of, of Major Boswell. Anyway, uh, you want to end it there for today? I feel yeah. like that's enough. I feel yeah. like we, we, we had some good riffs. I, I'd say. Uh, well, I guess that's the end of the episode for today. Austin, any final thoughts? Um, you ever think about how minimalist design uh, is a, a product of late-stage capitalism because it's taking away any... Uh, uh, excess in your home so you can focus on work no i hadn't but that's very interesting anyway and it, maybe that explains why i don't like minimalism and i like hoarding a, a bunch of shit yeah you seen my house yeah i have oh, shit it's a real trash it's a real dung heap look i'll kiss your taint i'd love it come over <laughs> on my way babe i'm i'm lonely or what is it um i'm no one's here come over my parents are out of town. Yeah, well, I live alone right now, so. And and they're they're, they're not, well, yeah, but it wouldn't matter if they are in town, because I live alone. Well, I would have to ask them permission first. Oh, okay. Well, th- thanks for putting up with today's episode and our just rambling. Uh, coming next week will be the start of Conspiracy Month. Uh, and a lot of cool, fun topics. It's like a shark week, but better. But a month. What the you uh? What are you doing over there? Playing with hot wheels? Playing with Hot Wheels cars? It's oh. a tape measure. All right. Well, we got to end the episode because Austin is uh, Austin is losing focus here. <laughs> Austin is, his his attention span is shot. It's uh, gone. So join us next week for the beginning of Conspiracy Month. Conspiracy Month. Uh, where we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for listening for today. Any the main takeaway from uh, today's episode is to, I guess, get vaccinated. Um, and Havana syndrome isn't real. So if you think you're being affected by it, uh, just uh, shut your mouth. Shut up because you're just, just you're just a little pussy. And also, uh, rats should not run restaurant because it's a health code violation. And that's all we got to say about that. Until next time, goodbye, Uh, everybody. Yeah. This is the sweet.